Hey everyone, to help spread the word of positive inner beauty, I invite you to please subscribe, rate, five stars would be lovely, and leave a review on Hello Beauty. This makes it easier for people to find the podcast. Thanks and enjoy this episode. Sometimes just uh, being still and being quiet um, allows you the opportunity to kind of figure some things out and notice what may be good or great or positive without you as opposed to kind of like the struggle of trying to figure it out. Sometimes letting go sometimes lets things come to the surface too. Hello beauty, yes you. Join me, host Joyce Platon, as I chat with today's beauty, wellness, and lifestyle visionaries. Let's discover their motivating journey together as I merge my love for the art and my passion in revealing one's true inner beauty. Hey friends, thank you for tuning in on Hello Beauty. I'm your host, Joyce Platon, and today's special guest, Ilana Drell Cypher. She's a global beauty expert with over 25 years of experience managing brands and companies. Currently, she's a CEO at Revive. Revive is a luxury skincare brand which was developed by Dr. Gregory Brown, a plastic and reconstructive surgeon with the mission to bring back that youthful glow through skin renewal. Welcome to Hello Beauty, Alana. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me, Joyce. So I understand that you have over 25 years of experience managing brands and companies. That is true. I'm pretty sure there was a lot of pressure. How did you handle that? Um, that's a good question. Um, you know, I think um, I, I definitely felt the pressure. I, I, can't, I can't say that I didn't. Um, I think my, my general style is uh, to try and make jokes. Um, often when the pressure gets tough um, and also to try and compartmentalize um, different situations kind of break them down ta- try and tackle one thing at a time things like that um, and uh, and sometimes uh, it involved eating ice cream oh I totally believe in that <laughs> <laughs> I love ice cream so much and I know I'm not gonna you know give that up <laughs> You started off as an assistant with L'Oreal. Did you ever imagine that you were going to become a CEO? Uh, No, that definitely wasn't on my radar screen. The kind of whole story of how I ended up in cosmetics was my first job out of college was in fundraising. And um, I was getting a lot of, speaking of pressure, I was getting a lot of pressure from my father to kind of think about going back to graduate school. Um, but I had no idea on what. So I took a class in marketing and I said, oh, I, I like this. Okay, maybe I'll try and, you know, get an MBA. And um, I, I then was looking to kind of change from fundraising to marketing, even though there's a, a lot in fundraising that is actually marketing. Uh, but because I hadn't had a traditional marketing role, um, no one was interested in hiring me. So I ended up getting my first job as an assistant actually at Chanel. And I got it because I spoke, I speak French. Um, and then uh, after working there for about a year, which was a great experience, and I um, kind of learned about the industry and trade publications and things like that, I just wrote letters to all the uh, companies, beauty companies, you know, that I could think about working for. 
I was hired um, by somebody at L'Oreal who kind of said, I think you're a little overqualified for my job, but I do need someone who also speaks French. And if you do this for me for a year, I'll promote you into marketing. So uh, I took a chance, and he took a chance, and that's kind of the story. So my my goal at the time, because that was the first time that I was kind of exposed to like um, what marketing was and like a head of marketing, I just, my, my dream was to be a head of marketing. That was my, my goal. Mm-hmm. Um, what type of leadership qualities do you think you have that really made you stand out and have all these companies believe in you and just keep putting you in that like amazing titles like VP and then eventually board member and then CEO? Um, I mean, I, I don't know if it's really, I mean, I have to say that, you know, people owe a lot to other people. And I, I think I've met great people who've been very supportive along the way. Um, you know, I think in the beginning, what I I tried to do was, I tried, you know, I kind of looked around and I said, there are definitely plenty of people who are smarter than I am and who know more than I do. And and I said, so what can I kind of create as a distinguishing factor? And in the beginning, it was time. I mean, I said, okay, I'm just going to work as hard as I have to, and I'm I'm going to show that I, I like I have the stamina and the passion and that I want to do this, etc. Um, and so things, you know, things like that started to pay off. Then often I did know more about a particular subject, perhaps than somebody else. Um, and so honestly, I I think it was just a lot of hard work and some luck. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I um, had the opportunity to kind of often follow bosses um, who I had worked with previously into new roles. And so there was a good trust factor. So you can kind of spend your time on the work and not always on proving yourself. Um, so I, I think all of those things kind of contributed. And then, I mean, at some point along the way, you have to have some successes, you know, for people to want to continue to work with you or, um, you know, want to put you in a, a leadership position. And so I, I th- I've always been pretty goal oriented. And so, you know, if there's a goal and you get there, you can kind of say it's a, it's a success. Oh, that's amazing. It's very inspiring because I know a lot of people, you know, when they're especially working in a big corporation, they're like, how am I ever going to break that, you know, glass ceiling even? You know, I think one thing I learned along the way was that like, okay, if I work really hard, people will notice and then people will understand that I, you know, want to move ahead. And and um, sometimes that happens, but sometimes it doesn't. You know, people are also understandably, in the same way you're focused on yourself, your bosses are focused on themselves and their careers, et cetera. So sometimes you sort of have to push a little or like raise your hand. And, you know, I definitely had those experiences where I was like, okay, I, I realize, I'm not going to get noticed by just being like the person who stays late at night in my cube. Mm. Like I need to poke my head out of my cube every once in a while and say like, hello. And speak up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, be more assertive. Yeah, yes. that's what I've learned too. Because I mean, sometimes, of course, like having the quality of work is there. But sometimes I know it's that's reality. It's never enough. 
you have to speak up and you have to put more attention and bring more attention to yourself. Yeah, and I think that's kind of an area um, that's kind of been one of, um, not struggle exactly for me, but sort of, I mean, there were definitely times where I, I didn't speak up and I, you know, I kind of held a lot inside. And then I think there were times where I spoke up too much and I had to, to pull it back a little yeah. bit. And, you know, that's certainly one of the things about also being successful is um, in a particular company is kind of understanding that company's culture and what's mm. culturally appropriate in terms of how much you can push and how much you need to step back. And that's a very big part of, of kind of being successful. It's what's the context actually. Um, and, and do you understand sort of how to navigate that context? Yeah, that's a really great tip because even with relationships and how you deal with other people in your personal life, I feel like that really, you can apply that type of idea. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. For sure. I, yeah, I want to get into Revive skincare. Sure. So it this brand is very interesting to me because of two main things. One, because of Dr. Brown's statement that even as a plastic and reconstructive surgeon, there's no surgical procedure that can replace lackluster skin. And two, um, the bio renewal technology, which mimics the proteins from our body. Can you please expand on these? Yeah, sure. So um, a little bit just about Dr. Mm -hmm. Brown's story. He is a 100% very classically trained physician, um, ended up in plastic and reconstructive surgery, um, but, you know, did a residency, did research. uh, Findings have been published in New England Journal of Medicine, and I think in the same way that, you know, serious medical doctors don't advertise, Mm -hmm. you know, serious medical doctors don't end up running cosmetic companies. Especially in the beginning, that was um, kind of challenging for him because he didn't want, he certainly, you know, never wanted not to be considered for uh, all of his accolades, uh, especially by his his peers. In addition to to the statement you mentioned, he says, you know, skincare goes where surgery can't, and surgery goes where skincare can't, um, mm. and that's that's what he he means by that. And I mean, certainly, you know, we're talking about twenty. The company has been. Um, in business now for 22 years, so this was 25 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, now I think there there are things obviously that have it both in skincare and in procedures that have similar end benefits. So for example, you can use retinol as an example mm-hmm. for skin discoloration. You could also use pulse light, and the best answer is both. Yes, because yeah. one is going to have an immediate effect, and the other one's going to have an effect over time. And the answer is really you—you you need to sort of take a, a again a, dub, a double or a holistic approach. So mm. that's that's about his first statement. Um, and then biorenewal technology—you asked about biorenewal technology. Um, so biorenewal technology is our proprietary um, molecule ingredient that we use. It it is a Um, uh, peptide-based molecule, and essentially what it is is it is a um, laboratory-created replica of epidermal growth factor. Epidermal growth factor is found within our own body, um, and uh, but it's certainly not available in very large quantities, and as you age, it becomes reduced, and so the biorenewal technology essentially 
we say it changes the way your skin behaves not to a way that it hasn't behaved before, it helps your skin behave like young skin. Oh. So as you, you know, there, there's a cell turnover process, essentially every four weeks, every 28 days, uh, the, your old skin cells die, they slough off, new skin cells come to the surface. When you're, quote, I'm gonna put in quotes, air young, quotes. <laughs> air quotes, young, when mm -hmm. your skin is at its optimal mm -hmm. turnover level, somewhere in the, let's call it, 20s yeah. um, it's turning over every four weeks what happens is is that like other uh, functions in the body cell turnover slows down and so what biorenewal technology does is it helps to keep cell turnover at the you know sort of optimal level yeah. so that you're bringing new skin cells to the surface all the time Oh, that's amazing. And also, I wanted to touch base. Um, when we weren't recording yet, we did t um, talk briefly about natural, organic um, um, skincare yeah. products. And I really was intrigued about what you said about how uh, the reason why proteins are much better to use because it's what the body knows and it's what's used to. Can you expand on this as well? Yeah, sure. So, um, you know, I think one of the things um, about us is that, you know, we, we kind of know what we know mm -hmm. and we, we focus on, on that area. And, you know, what Dr. Brown always talks about is that as a doctor, to him, the things that are most natural, if you think about things you ingest or things you put on your skin are the skin things that your body is programmed to recognize through its own receptors. And so his view is that uh, if you are creating a you know biomolecular replica of the same proteins that are in your skin, your skin is programmed to recognize those and ingest them, if you will, and take them in uh, naturally into the system. Whereas a natural ingredient, not something made in a, in a lab, a natural ingredient is natural in nature, but your skin may not recognize or see plant or under or talk plant or, or understand plant. And so while it's not, quote unquote, it's not bad for you, it's just the skin may not know what to do with it, yeah, uh, even though sense. it's natural, not made with chemicals. Yeah. Um, and so that's why he always says, in his opinion, he said, I always think about Revive is really the most natural of skincare uh, because it's what your skin is programmed to recognize. Oh my gosh, that's pretty much like, that's I'm mind blown right now. And I feel like I do believe in that because I'll, although I do enjoy natural and organic skincare, I'm all for that. But there are just some, when I notice other types of skincare brands, when there's quote unquote air, you know, air quotes like chemicals in it that are not as natural um, or synthetic, what they say, I feel like my skin responds to it better and it's because of the technology that is you know that has been put into it yeah and I think you know again um, I think there's a lot of we're in an age of information mm -hmm. overload so you know I think there's sort of a deluge of like natural good and chemical bad it's it's not you know we know it's not that black and white yes. and certainly like all like many other companies when we go to formulate products, um, there's a very extensive list called a no list. Mm -hmm. And it literally means no formulator. You cannot formulate with this or that. You know, we don't use pegs. We don't use sulfates. We don't use, you know, there, there are many, many things we don't formulate with. 
Uh, but we do formulate, again, with, with you know, peptides and with this bio-renewal technology, which is something found within your own skin. Mm-hmm. One of Revee's bestseller is the Firming Moisture Cream Broad Spectrum 30 Sunscreen. And it's at like $385. Also, when I went on your website, it's sold out. What makes it so good and in so de- in demand? So, uh, great question. Mm-hmm. First of all, um, you mentioned the sunscreen. Yeah. So one of the, th- uh, you know, Dr. Brown, um, again, I think, you know, kind of classic mantras, uh, things people know, but ignore all the time. <laughs> so every single one of our daytime moisturizers has some level of sun protection. Why? Because he believes that the best thing you can do to prevent aging is stay out of the sun. Um, so that's the first thing. So that one has a 30. We also have, um, you know, products with 15. We have products that go up to 50. So that's one reason. Um, the second is because actually we talked about bio-renewal protein, and there are actually three types. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them is a bio-volumizing uh, protein. One is a biofirming, and so that product has both biofirming and biovolumizing proteins in it. Um, not only bio-renewal, which is for cell turnover, and that essentially means that the the it's focusing on um, making sure that the cells themselves are taught um, and have volume. And so this mm-hmm. is where, you know, kind of Dr. Brown's um, training as a, a reconstructive and aesthetic surgeon comes in because he understands that, you know, people are focused on the lines, for example, or the wrinkles, mm-hmm. but fat loss is actually, so in your face, is actually something that comes with age. And you can look at pictures of people side by side not see any wrinkles, but because of where the, the face has become mm. thinner uh, in areas under the eye, um, some other areas, the, 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 actually the space between the nose and the upper lip, um, it's actually volume loss that also contributes to the appearance mm. or you know, your apparent age. Yes. Um, and so um, those, that particular product also focuses on volume as well as firming. Oh my gosh, and that's why it's sold out. <laughs> it is, but no I'm worries. Save up Back for in it. stock soon. <laughs> yes, well, I mean, I mean, yeah. We just have to like you know keep refreshing the page and watch out for it. <laughs> what do you think is the next frontier in the beauty or skincare industry? Ooh, that's a good question. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I don't know if I'm a great futurist, but mm-hmm. um, you know, I think something that we see you know since i've i've worked in the industry for a long time and i've worked across different categories you know right now we're sort of in this period of for many years kind of along with the rise of instagram and mm-hmm. youtube you know there was a huge focus on makeup and very uh, i would say um uh incredible artistry as it related to makeup but perhaps not something that was feasible for sort of a five-minute everyday look if you have a lot of things going on. (laughs) And so I think, you know, one of the things that you see happening is, like, there's a little bit more of a return to um, people using product in general for enhancement as opposed to exaggeration. Mm -hmm. Um, So we kind of see from an industry perspective, people are starting to use less makeup and they're actually using more skincare. 
Um, but I do think we're going to really evolve to a place where there's less of a uh, distinction between the two. I mean, the you know, years ago we used to have products called tinted moisturizers, yes, then they became yeah. BB creams. I think it's just kind of going to become yeah. um, a standard that you're going to expect a day cream to sort of be able to also give you enhancement, and then you may want to add yeah. other things to it. But I definitely think a, a a hybrid, you know, the world of yeah. hybrid products. It's not new. Multitasking. Exactly. I think that's um, going to be more of a focus. Um, and I think there is, I, I don't, th- listen, I think that people have been focused on ha- ways to improve themselves physically, mentally, mm-hmm. spiritually, intellectually for, for years. I don't think that's going to change. But I think the definition of what that looks like is is ever evolving. Um, we see now, um, you know, kind of subcultures of, you know, women who are very focused on um, the idea that they are going to accept themselves as beautiful no matter what stage of life they're in. Um, I also think that the stand, the expectation of what you look like at 60, 70, 80 is changing. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, I think that people really are looking younger longer um and so i well with great technology and products like rare v it's possible it's possible (laughs) yeah i mean i think it's also just making it possible making it accessible for um, consumers to have these products and make it easier to kind of maybe delay their visits to the doctor or have like a longer in between, you know, those visits and those checkups. You know, I think there's also a lot less that's taboo today. So Mm -hmm. I think, you know, originally when Revive was uh, created, there was this either you were someone who kind of had a facelift or, you Mm -hmm. know, procedures which are significantly more developed and available today or you use skincare, you know, it was like an either or. There is no either or today, you know, our customer is somebody who does everything. Um, And so I don't don't actually think that, I think there's a real blending of the worlds. Like, of course you have a dermatologist, of course you use skincare, of course you may get a lift, Mm -hmm. of course you may still do, you know, one of our biannual treatments that resets your skin that's $1,500, you know? So I think it's really about what works for me and where where am I deciding to kind of consume you know is it on health and wellness is it on fitness is it on beauty is it mm-hmm. is it on all of the above <laughs> um we try to do yes, it all yes <laughs> exactly I do want to ask you what is your uh skincare hair and makeup routine morning to night quickly include products okay yeah but i don't know if we have enough time it's elaborate first of yeah, all yeah just uh, really quickly include yes products. okay yeah, yeah. so uh, i mean mm-hmm. i am a i'm a revive consumer mm-hmm. um and but i am not at, anyway so i cleanse in the morning i tone um i generally use a serum uh, we have a serum called Intensité Complete. I, 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 we have one for face, we have one for eye, and then I use a moisturizer with an SPF during the day. Uh, I am a foundation concealer, full face makeup wearer. And mm-hmm. uh, what are you wearing right now? It looks very seamless and clean. Or is uh, that just your natural glowing n- skin? Uh, <laughs> Thanks to <laughs> Revive. <laughs> no, I am wearing foundation. <laughs> 
mascara. Like mascara is mm-hmm. my like desert island can't can't go without it product. Yeah. Um, and then at night, uh, I mean, like everyone else, I'm like, okay, am I awake enough to take off my uh, makeup? I can imagine. Um, for sure. Um, <laughs> love because I love my mascara. It takes a while to get off, even though even not waterproof. So I use micellar mm-hmm. water for that. That helps a lot. And then I, you know, then nighttime is when I end up trying a lot of different things that we're working on. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I mean, a standard for me would be some kind of night cream, and our we have a neck cream and our neck cream. But often I'm trying different things, serums, different creams, etc. Yeah, that's that's my. Um, and then with hair, just pretty much like low maintenance. I'm very low. Ma- I mean, except for the fact that I need to have it colored very mm. often. Uh, <laughs> other than that, I'm not a big product person with hair. Shampoo, conditioner. I'm the same. With uh, hair. If there's something, it's not that I don't buy a lot yeah. of things, but if there's something around, like I might put it in. Yeah. But if I don't, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. And like... I could I could blow dry for twenty minutes or I could blow dry for four. Mm-hmm. Uh, depends on sort of how much time I have. Um, so yes, that's that's pretty much hair. Oh, cool. What do you What do you do when you're not working? Ah, well, um, first of all, I have three children. Mm-hmm. Um, they're actually not really children anymore. <laughs> um, I have a daughter. Uh, who lives here, actually, in California, uh, who's 18, and then I have a daughter 16 and 13. So there's definitely a lot of, like, carpooling, driving, activities, scheduling, that kind of stuff, Um, spending time with them. Um, I am a big art fan, Um, so museums, galleries, Mm -hmm. things like that. Um, I like to listen to podcasts, actually. Mm -hmm and read um so you know uh, go to the movies spend time with my my husband and my family he cooks i don't but i Uh, eat eat. (laughs) Um, so all of those kinds of things yeah what are your tips on for a woman that does it all and that juggles everything like what you do you know with kids with like a you know high level kind of job and trying to make way and find time to relax what are your tips for trying to juggle it all and do it all yeah I mean I think I I have to say I got I got I've gotten much better over time but I was very bad in the beginning Mm -hmm. and you know I I, um, when I had my first child I didn't have a lot of or any colleagues who had children and so my my and everyone kind of assumed like okay well you know Alana's having a baby so will she come back will she not you know Mm -hmm. and I had a friend who said to me who has really been the person I think who's who's taught me the most about being a a working mother she said you know you can't work like this anymore Mm -hmm. after you have a baby and I was like you don't know me and like, yes I can or whatever and I think I tried to pretend that you didn't have to change how you worked um, once you had a family mm-hmm. which you know that that's not true you have to it doesn't mean you work less hard it just means you, have, you sort of have to work differently um, so I, I kept working the same way for a little while that didn't really work um, and I think you have to I mean a couple of things you sort of have to accept um, not being perfect um, and I think you um, you you definitely use your time you know your time differently um, you need help um, and I think you know you need you, you need emotional support 
you need um, people not judging you. And I'm, mm-hmm. I'm talking about, honestly, like your own family. Like, you know, I once, I remember once a friend of mine had a baby and um, she called me to say, you know, the baby was sick and she went to work and her mother called her and said, oh my God, you went to work and the baby was sick? How could you? And like, you're just dead, that's, you're dead on arrival, you know, if you don't have like your own family support. Uh Um, And so I think if, listen, I'm very lucky I have my family support, Mm -hmm. but I think if you don't, you have to find a place of support Mm -hmm. um, and a place where you can just sort of like, be yourself and mm-hmm. you know be like what this is hard and I'm exhausted yeah. and things like that um I think you have to delegate a lot I mean I think you have to like there's people always say like you, you do it all actually no I don't mm-hmm. I don't <laughs> cook and I don't like I don't clean my house and I don't drive everywhere and I don't there's a lot of things that I don't do um and you sort of have to figure out with your own um, sort of guilt barometer <laughs> versus happiness barometer. Like, what are you willing to give up and not care? And what are you willing to give up and be super happy about so you can focus on other things? And I think I think it takes time to figure that out about yourself. And then I think sometimes it changes. Um, so, I, you know, I, I don't think it's an easy answer. Yeah. But I think, you know, the answer is it may feel daunting, but it 100% can be done. Lots of people do it and, you know, their kids are fine. Uh, (laughs) And so I think, you know, for people who are kind of like having kids and like, oh my God, how does this person do it? Someone once said to me, Alana, I don't even know how you used to like come to the office like with your dress on straight. And I'm like, (laughs) yeah, well maybe sometimes it wasn't and I had to close the door and straighten Mm -hmm. it. But you know, everyone, it's it's not easy for anyone. Anyone who you look at and you think like, oh, it's so easy for them. It isn't. Mm -hmm. Um, And and you just need, you need different kinds of help at different times. Oh, that's so great. Those are great tips. Well, here at Hello Beauty, we have a philosophy, and it's say hello to the beauty in you. What advice can you give to those who are trying to discover their beauty within? Ooh, I like that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I would say um, sometimes just uh, being still and being quiet um, allows you the opportunity to kind of figure some things out and notice what may be good or great or positive without you as opposed to kind of like the struggle of trying Mm -hmm. to figure it out sometimes letting go sometimes lets things come to the surface too oh that's beautiful what is something exciting in store for you and or revive skincare uh for revive we i think what's exciting for us is that um you know we um the brand has been around for 22 years the team of people who are working on it now essentially have been working on it together for about two years we purchased the company from Mm -hmm. a larger company Shiseido uh, two years ago so you know for the past two years we've really been focused on of course on our consumer but also on ourselves in terms of creating um, you know an operationally functional and capable organization relaunching and launching new products, making sure we reach out to consumers with, you know, sort of the, um, with marketing messages, et cetera. Um, But this year, I think we're really focused on 
getting more people to know about the brand and to understand what it stands for, its message, how the products work, etc. So it's less about like a product or a launch and more about like we are Revive, hear us roar, um, have you know, have better looking skin, oh. change the way your skin behaves. So that's kind of um, what we're focused on as um, as a company. And personally, um, well, lot, I mean, uh, I'm lucky, lots of things. We, I'm traveling a lot this year because we're mm-hmm. opening the, um, the brand in, in a lot of new markets. That's really exciting. Um, but I think the most exciting, um, and it's a kind of humble brag moment, is um, it, in October, I'm being um, recognized by uh, Cosmetic Executive Women with um, an Achievers Award. Oh my and gosh, congratulations. Thank you. And I, um, I, I, it's very meaningful to me personally as someone who's, you know, spent their whole career in the industry and uh, watched lots of incredible people who I worked for um, mm. kind of get uh, that, that recognition. I feel like it's a... Um, kind of like paying it back to them because yeah. they, they helped me a lot. I can only imagine. It's actually giving me butterflies, but in a good way. I'm so happy for you. Thank you. Thanks. Oh, that's so great. Well, what are your social channels and where can they find you or to learn more about Revive Skincare? Sure. So um, Revive is uh, ReviveSkincare.com and at ReviveSkincare.com is, is Instagram for us. Um, we have a YouTube um, channel, Facebook, of mm-hmm. course. And me personally, I'm at Alana Zai Three Girls. <laughs> if, you, if you want to see me on my, my travels around the world for review. Mm-hmm. No, of course we do. We want to keep up with you and also the powerhouse behind review. Well, thanks, Joyce. Yeah, thank you so much for your time. My pleasure. Yeah, well, thank you, everyone, for sticking it out with us on a weekly basis. I really appreciate all your support as well as you know all your comments and feedback if you want to suggest anything or anyone whatever topic that you want me to discuss and even like a next guest that you want me to have on um, you can reach out to me via email that's team at hellobeauty.la or my instagram which is hellobeauty.la or my personal which is joyce paton mua so see you guys next week